0: diverse system and, and, and there's great competitive standards really in, in every single division
1: Here in Australia we're only exposed to the gigantic universities that are on television you know, That's that's all we know, that's all I knew before I went over there
0: Look at their rosters,
1: try and see similarities between
0: yourself and other internationals If you don't see any internationals on, on a roster, Red Flag red flag.
1: Hello and welcome everyone to the fourth episode of the NSR Australia Podcast. Today we'll be covering a very important and exciting uh, topic. We'll be talking about your athletic potential and figuring out where you fit best in the large scale of collegiate sports. So this week's episode is a very important one, and I definitely encourage everyone tuning in, you know, to listen the whole way through. Uh, Now we'll be talking about your athletic ability and potential. So you can try and realistically understand you know, where you fit best in the American college system. Here in Australia, we can be a little naive when it comes to sports at the collegiate level in the United States, no matter how much we think we know, we're still sheltered from the competitiveness of college sports and it really comes up on a daily basis you know, here at NSR HQ. Now, before we get into it in a little bit more detail, uh, I just want to give you a bit of an example to set the scene so you understand what we're talking about during this episode. So let's say we have John Smith. Now, John Smith plays soccer for a club in Orange, New South Wales, a a small country town. Um, Now, I'm using soccer as an example because we have a larger number of soccer players on the program than, than any other sport. Now, John is in year 12 and is playing first grade men's league. John scores a lot of goals in the league that he competes in, now, because John, I guess, is so dominant in this league, you know, in, in outback New South Wales, he believes he should be in a large NCAA school like Harvard or UCLA because he believes it's a similar standard to where he's, he's playing at the moment. Now, John may be doing very well you know, in his country league, uh, but college soccer and college sports in general is a bit of a step up you know, compared to uh, anything we have, uh, I guess, here in Australia at the amateur level. First off, John needs to understand that he needs to be eligible academically for these institutions before even being considered by the coach. Uh, he then needs to stand out athletically to the coach to receive a scholarship to bring costs down because, let me tell you, UCLA and Harvard, they're not, you know, they're not cheap schools. Now, in order to receive a scholarship, John needs to be competing at the same level or higher than the other international athletes you know, that the coach is recruiting. As an example, UCLA have athletes from professional academies across the gr- globe. The majority of their US athletes are from the American Professional League academies as well. Um, now, this you know, certainly isn't John's fault. He doesn't he doesn't know any better. Um, here in Australia, we're only exposed to the gigantic universities that are on television. You know, that's that's all we know. That's all I knew before I went over there. Um, but the reality is, there's thousands of universities across multiple divisions with different standards athletically. So I guess relating back to the topic um, of this episode, we're trying to figure out, uh, I guess, where we fit athletically on the you know, in the large scale of, of collegiate sports. So uh, in to talk about this today, we have our head prospect manager, Matt Wade. Uh, now Matt, as we know, played across three collegiate divisions uh, and has coached a nationally ranked college program. Matt, welcome back to the podcast.
0: Thanks for having me back, man. Um, always love getting involved in, in, in the podcasts. You know, especially this week, I, I really wanted to be involved in this one because um, the, the topic is something that, that comes up on a daily basis and, and is probably one of the most difficult parts of, of, of this entire process and, and really why we exist. Being able to match uh, athletes up with, with where they actually fit, you know, that's, it's, a,
1: it's a tough tough thing to do. Definitely. So, you heard my little example about John Smith. Can you just briefly touch on, I guess, the divisions within college and the standard or level of competition within each each division? Yeah, definitely. So,
0: um, all of us know about the NCAA Division One, uh, and most international students, everybody wants to be in a, in a top level Division One program. Um, and I think a big reason for that is because that's that's what you see in mainstream media. It's it's who's televised the most. It's it's the information that you get uh, about you know U.S. college, and that's the UCLA's, the University of Texas, Hook'em Horns, um, <laughs> the Stanfords, the Harvards, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, all all these different programs that you see, like I said, on ESPN or or, or in the NCAA tournaments that that are aired, but. You know, you you probably never heard of Luther College. You probably never heard of Kenyon College. You probably never heard of Tyler Junior College or Eastern Florida State College. Um, you know, Hastings College. I could go on and on and on, but um, you know, these these are teams that are competing outside of the mainstream spotlight, but are putting out competitive standards that rival you know the the, the top levels that you see on TV. So um, it's just a you know, it's, it's a big, diverse system, and 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 there's great competitive standards really in in every single division. You've you've got really like the the, the top 25 teams or top 30 teams in, in the NCAA Division One are, are really in a class of their own. Like those those are the future professional superstars, and Olympians, and, and Olympians. yeah. Like you, you got some serious athletes playing at that level. But Division Two, you're you're going gonna to get the top 25 Division Two programs. You you're going to see a lot of guys who, who may have started in Division one programs that weren't getting the, the playing time or something like that that may, may drop down to, to a top level Division two program. Top level Division three schools, you know, they, they just recruit a little bit differently. The, the divisions are really separated, you know firstly by the size of the institution. So it's not a I guess a graded scale. you know Division one is the best, Division two is second grade, Division three is third third grade junior college is way inferior it, it it doesn't work that way it's it's really total enrollment numbers the, the amount of revenue that 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 a school generates and and how many recruiting resources in the form of scholarship and how much money they have to spend they want to they want to separate it to where uh it's a it's a level playing field for 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 schools to be able to recruit and, and compete against each other on, on, a, on a fair and consistent basis but once you once you eclipse that top 25 you know top 30 schools in in each division um the the middle of each division it's it's going to be a pretty consistent standard like if, if you've got a, a you know a mid-table NCAA division one school competing against a top level junior college there, there's a, a really good chance that that junior college is going to have the ability to knock off that that division one um you know, if you've got a mid-table Division II program competing against a mid-table NAIA school or or a a competitive junior college program, like, you're going to get a relatively consistent standard across the board. So, yeah, it's, like I I said, it's tough. Like, it's a a really tough thing. And, and, you know, every single year, that's also going to change. New athletes are being recruited. Uh, Athletes are graduating. Coaches change. Rankings change. Like, there's so so much interchange i guess and so many things that influence competitive standards on a on a yearly
1: basis it's it's hard to keep track of definitely so it's really there's one i guess big massive scale and outside of the top 25 and let's say the division one division two the standard is going to be very similar across the board correct Now, for all intents and purposes, let's say that everyone is 100% eligible academically for for every institution, and all we need to focus on is you know where we fit in athletically on on that massive scale that we were talking about. Where do you where do you even start? You know, how do we know where we're at athletically here in Australia or or wherever it may be compared to a college in the states? Uh, that's a great question, Jacob. Um, and
0: the most important thing. To, to be successful in this whole venture is, is that you have to be realistic about what your options are. Um, your mom and your dad, you as an athlete, you know, more often than not, you're, you're fantastic. You, I mean, you're the best that, that exists, you know, and that's and, and that's that's normal, you know. Every every parent thinks that their their kids are are, are phenomenal, and, and I don't blame you for that at all. Uh, and and every athlete tends to think their ability maybe a little bit better than what it is. Um, but then there's some that, that are realistic. So it, it's it's really, you know, it, it comes down to, to you and, and where you're competing and, you know, what sort of standard of an athlete that, that, that you are. So it's a little bit easier with what I call numerical sports, um, sports like swimming, track and field, golf, uh, where, you know, your your results and, and your ability is you know quantifiable by by numbers you know you you can compare what you're running a particular distance over or swimming a particular distance uh with with a time or, or with a handicap if you're a golfer uh and and then you can take that handicap or you can take those times and you can compare those with that of national qualifying times at at schools across every single division so Look, those—that—that's what makes it a little bit easier to sort of figure out where you fit in in those kind of sports. Uh, but then, team sports is—is—it's a different animal altogether because, they're, they're, what I call them, they're, they're opinion sports. You know, y- your ability—and—and and th- sometimes these can be cruel—but your ability is determined more often than not by somebody else's opinion of your abilities, not what you think you are or or how great your parents think you are. Uh, It's someone else that's looking at you with their own pair of eyes, looking at at, at decisions that you make, looking at your technical ability and and deciphering for themselves how good they believe you are. Uh, And and, and that's the single part of this whole thing that that no one has any control over. And and that it's it's a hard thing to, to master. So yeah, when it comes to those team sports, you know, everyone's eyes are different. Everyone's going to see different things. Different athletes are going to appeal to to coaches, or, or, or and every single year is going to be different as well because they may need, you know, center mids one year, or they are, they may need a, a center if they're a basketball player in one year, and 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 then the next year they may need a couple guards, or they may need a right mid. So every every year is going to get a little bit different, and and those opinion sports are are. Like I said, you're you're at you're at somebody else's
1: mercy of their opinion of your abilities. Okay, so for the moment, we'll just stick with team sports. So, how exactly would you determine, I guess, the level that fits you best? When, as you said, team sports are more subjective and more, I guess, based on the opinion of a of a coach.
0: It's not easy. Um, like like we've said a couple times. I, I guess you know we've been doing this as a program for. For 11 years um, and, and I guess me my experience coming from uh, being a college athlete and a college coach I, I can personally look at, at, at any athlete of any level here in Australia and immediately think okay well I know where I should be looking uh, to, to try and find them the best opportunity that, that's going to suit that athlete's ability um, but if you're doing this on your own it's it's a much much more difficult process and it's going to involve hours upon hours of of research yeah. before you you really have an idea of of where that's going to be the The reason for that is because there there's no basis of comparison here in Australia or, or New Zealand for that matter to so that you can say oh well'm I'm, I'm playing at this particular standard I, I play in the NPL or um, you know I play state league basketball or you know, I'm a, I'm a state baseball player or, you know, and, and then that automatically equals this level in, in the U S system. You know, it's, it's not that easy. Um, and then again, even if you are playing at a good level here, you, you've got that, that, the coach's opinion of you on, on the other side. So the probably the best thing to do is to first of all, look in the mirror, figure out what level that you are playing at in, in your own country. Um, Figure out is is that the highest possible level that you could be playing? Are are, are you a state league three player playing for the the U sixteen team, or, or are you a sixteen year old playing for a senior MPL side? If you're a soccer player, you know, like things like that. Figure out kind of where your competition sits on the grand scale in your own country first, and and, and then really you have to start looking at at, at schools over in the states start looking at team rosters by going to the the athletic page uh, their their web page and like i said look look for other internationals um look try and try and find other australians try and find other kids from new zealand on different rosters and and look at their bios and 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 look at what level that they were competing at before they went to the states also look at what sort of impact they've made while they're in the states if, if they're playing at a higher level than you and they're not making much of an impact in their teams right away, then that's a sure sign that, look, that's probably a little bit higher than than, than where you are. You know, if, if you're looking through team rosters and you're not seeing any internationals at all, that's a red flag uh, for, for a number of reasons. Um, but probably the biggest one being that even if you are good enough, they don't have the money to, to give you to make it affordable for you. So, Look, research, research, research. You you can watch game film. You know, YouTube's got everything under the sun about the majority of schools out there. If, if you're interested in particular schools, go and you know, go to their Facebook page, go to their Instagram, watch. Their, their their competition for the sport that you're, you're trying to play. Look at their rosters. Try and see similarities between yourself and other internationals. If you don't see any internationals on on a roster, red flag. Red flag. All right. Um, but that's not to say that you can't be the first. You know, it, it's just it's it's a lot of trial and error. And, and and being that you don't have anything to compare it to in your own country, you need to put in and need to be willing to put in a lot of time and effort in, in, in trying to to self-assess where where
1: you fit in so just to recap this section um, it is easier to find a fit when you compete in a sport that's more quantifiable by results um, so like as we mentioned golf swimming track and field but even then there there are variables that, that come into play yeah definitely like
0: y- you have to sit there and think okay, Yes, I'm running similar times, or yes, I'm swimming similar times, or yes, I'm, you know, shooting similar scores. But is that athletic program looking to recruit another athlete like that, or ha- have their recruiting needs for that particular year shifted to if they don't need any more runners, they might need throwers? You know, they're, they're, again, every every single year is going to be a little bit
1: different. So, with let's say, for example, I'm a hundred meter sprinter. I'm running faster than five of five of the people. I'm on- on the roster but there's five more that are running faster than me awesome i fit perfectly into that school is that is that fair to say or? yeah like well look it's it's a starting
0: point but but then you have to think okay well they got 10 sprinters like like are, are they going to recruit more sprinters um or, or do they need distance runners you know and and then let, let's say that they do like you and and let's say that they do think okay well yeah you could fit into this squad uh we want to offer you an opportunity to come and, and and be a part of it now are they able to give you enough financial aid or scholarship to actually make that opportunity affordable for you I
1: guess why would they give you a scholarship or an athletic scholarship when there's still five runners that are, are running faster than you are for example you know why why do you deserve one in your first year you still you know you're gonna have to go in and earn one and, and improve your times and I guess be that be at the top of that list you know for that particular school
0: yeah exactly like if, if you're looking at a list of sprinters and and your times are, are, are better than all of them. Then, then look, you, you got you got something there, but but if you're falling right in the middle, and and there's five better than you, and then there's there's five that are that are worse than you, then yeah, you, you I mean
1: you fit, but is it going to be an affordable opportunity? Yeah, And now with team sports, as we said, it's a little bit more difficult, and a lot more time and effort and research needs to go into, uh, I guess, figuring out where you fit in best. Yeah, man. It's and, and like I said, it's tough. Um, because without
0: without something to actually compare it to and say, oh well, I play at this level here, I should be playing at this level here, it, it, it's it's not an easy thing. And then all those same variables that that we just talked about, even for quantifiable sports, come into play. Like let's let's say that you know, yes, you found the right standard of play for you, or, or what you feel to be the right standard of play for you. Now, does does that program actually need a player? with your attributes like are are they looking for a player in your position of your height weight you know what whatever it may be and and then if they are looking for a player with those specific attributes do they believe that you are that player that's going to come in and, and and make the difference and and if they do think that you are that player that can come in and make a difference can they give you enough financial aid in any way shape and form for that opportunity to actually be affordable for you so there's a lot to think about
1: So let's get realistic now. Um, what is a good starting point? In your opinion, I guess, where should internationals look in their first year, in their, their freshman year? Is there a particular division or conference or, or part of the country? What's your take on, on that?
0: Yeah, so look, I've been working with, with NSR since 2011. And, and in that time, I've placed over 3,000 athletes into colleges across the United States. The, the only kids who have gone to a major Division one institution right away in their first year are, are kids who are competing at the highest possible amateur standard in their sport. Um, that, that's that's national representation that that's you know youth national team kids basically uh, and, and then on top of that, those are kids who have phenomenal grades in addition to being, phenomenal athletes like we're we're, we're we're talking like i said the the cream of the crop for for a sport so if if that's not you that's okay because there there's thousands of places that that you can look a, a lot of, of australian students fit very very well into ncaa division two programs naia programs um uscaa programs junior college programs ncaa division three programs it, i mean I guess the important thing to know is that you're never stuck in one place. Like, if, if you're a good player and you may be lacking in grades or you need to put on some size or somebody, you know, you're getting consistent feedback that, that you need to improve a little bit uh, before somebody wants to bring you into to a squad, then, then take that advice and, and, and use the, the U.S. system in the way that it's designed. Um, great example is a kid named Dom Dwyer. You know, he, he, he came out of uh, Norwich Academy in, in, in England. He was uh, He's a phenomenal soccer player, one of the best in England, but he didn't have the grades. So he goes to Tyler Junior College in, in Tyler, Texas, does two years there, becomes an All-American, gets his grades up, transfers to University of South Florida, does two more years there, graduates, gets drafted to the MLS, wins MLS Player of the Year two times in a row, marries an American girl, gets US citizenship, and he scored three, four goals for the United States national team now. So look, there's always a way to get to where you want to go, but you need to be realistic about your abilities and, and, and going straight to a top division one program is not
1: always the, the best fit. And, and, and that's okay. So just going back to, to what we said at the all what I said at the very start of the podcast all we know here in Australia really are the, the big schools that you see on TV um, you know your Harvards, Stanford's, Yales, schools in the Ivy League, um, which is which is fine like that that's all we know that's all we see we're sort of sheltered from from the rest of of college sports and there's so many other different divisions and schools and I guess the U.S. system you know has stepping stones in place to get the best out of every athlete you know you might want to go to a a massive division one school and that's that's perfectly fine but is there somewhere else you can go first to get that college experience lift your grades and then potentially transfer into a a big division one school as matt mentioned everyone wants to go to a division one school straight away top 25 but you know are you competing at a national level um, or the highest possible level as an amateur uh, and do you have phenomenal grades uh, in high school because that's what you need to look at as as Matt mentioned but then you know uh, again great point Jacob but does the does the coach on the other end believe that too exactly
0: you know that, that that's the big thing and and, and you've, you've got to make sure that you're finding a place that you know is, is it complements you and 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 also the the coaching staff feel that you're going to compliment them that, that that's the ticket
1: yeah definitely now Matt thank you for coming into to this week's podcast hopefully everyone has learned something new here today uh, i know i learned something new as well i'm still teaching you stuff man that's uh it's good to know
0: but look it, it it's you know it's a, it's a big intricate system and and there's so much to learn um i, I love coming into to the podcasts and, and and being a part of it because i think uh it, it's a it's a really good thing um it's a great resource for for a lot of people um and and, and what lets me know that i, I guess we're we're doing something good with, with these podcasts is all the phenomenal feedback that we're, we're getting from, you know, Australian and New Zealand listeners, but also, you know, the coaches overseas that are taking our athletes, they're, they're subscribing to the podcast. They're, <laughs> they're listening to what we're telling you guys. So, um, look, it's, 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 it's a, pleasure and, and it's a privilege to, to be a part of it all. Um,
1: and look, you can have me back anytime you want, mate awesome but you're not on next week um because we'll be going over something completely different so make sure everyone tunes in next week um we won't be speaking to matt we'll be speaking with our high performance manager uh michael Chiaviti, covering a a very important and, and exciting topic